Hello, this is Kim Clark Paxtis, again with the Workforce Show. I'll be hosting today our Human Capital Series, A Conversation with Thought Leaders. Today our conversation is going to be on HR competencies in the 21st century. We will be exploring how the shift in um, competencies is necessary to be able to move forward in this complex and fast-moving environment and make sure that our staff in the human resources professions have the knowledge, skills, and abilities to enable their organizations to succeed as economies shift, new products disrupt the markets, and technologies are changing how we work and live. Today we're very fortunate to have Carrie, Dr. Carrie Strobel with us, and uh, she is from the Society for Human Resource Management, where she focuses on HR competencies and delivering a global model. She is um, a PhD and has her master's both from the Old, uh, Old Dominion University. She has a bachelor's from Arizona State University and has spent a number of years in um, universities and in the uh, Department of Defense, both at DOD and at the, uh, with the Department of Navy, um, working in the capacity of identifying uh, the competencies necessary to create successful performers in a number of technologies and in those um, specific um, secured type um, environments as well. She has recently worked to develop the, uh, and implement the competency model for human resource professionals, and we're going to talk about that today. Carrie, how are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Great. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing all about the, the model. I know you've got, you guys have been doing some great work in introducing that um, across not only the United States, but worldwide, and um, I think it would be exciting to get uh, some brief information on, on what is that and what are these nine competencies that folks in the human capital arena need to have to be successful today. Well, it's a really exciting time for HR professionals. And, and here at SHRM, um, I came on board about a year ago to implement our, our new competency model. So before I actually started, we had a team of industrial organizational psychologists um, at the lead of Dr. Alex Alonzo, they developed this competency model. And what's great about the development piece and how I wanted to highlight it quickly um, is because if you understand the nuts and bolts behind the model development, um, you're more likely to want to implement it once you hear about how many HR professionals, both within the domestic United States and nationally or internationally, um, help to actually build this competency model. What I like to say when I talk to folks around the country is that this competency model was built by HR professionals for HR professionals. Um, the team here at SHRM looked at all the HR competency models they could find, all the existing models, and they built a straw man. And they took that draft model around the country to about 61 focus groups where they worked face-to-face -face with uh, HR experts in the United States, and, and uh, they wordsmithed the model. They, uh, they deleted some competencies. They added some competencies. They really started to build the backbone of the SHRM Elements for HR Success competency model. Uh, what then were the, the big things that shifted out of, out of from the traditional models to this one? Were, were there some substantial changes, or was it really wordsmithing to meet the language of today? 
That's a great question. There were some substantial changes. For example, and I'll highlight this in a second, ethical practice wasn't anywhere on anybody else's HR competency model. And when they took the draft to the HR experts, uh, that's the first thing that they noticed. They wanted to see um, ethical practice as a part of what successful HR professionals engage in. Um, in addition to ethical practice, they not only wanted to highlight the technical expertise and technical areas of expertise for HR professionals, but they also wanted to, to blend in the strategic picture. Uh, so when you, when you look at the model in its entirety, you'll see business acumen, critical evaluation, and consultation as being critical and important competencies for successful HR professionals. You talked about this being a model that was built by and for the HR um, professionals. Was there also a view coming at it from um, either academia or from the, uh, the business community in itself saying this is what we need to take our organizations forward? Both. So they scoured both academic literature and mainstream literature to identify um, what other folks say uh, a successful HR professional needs to have. And so that was sort of the starting point. And then when once they worked with uh, folks face-to-face, -face, they, they were able to change and augment the model um, to create a very robust competency model that includes one technical competency, eight behavioral competencies with supporting um, be uh, behavioral anchors or behavior indicators and proficiency standards that cross early, mid, senior, and executive levels. So it's not just a competency title and a definition that you're used to seeing, but it really does a deep dive into what successful performance looks like across the, uh, the performance continuum, across career levels. And that's why I'm excited to be a part of implementing the model into different products and services for HR folks. That's great. Um, anything particular that uh, struck you as um, new and different, um, aside from the ethics as you were going through this work? Well, I like to cluster a handful of behavioral competencies as being important and critical. Um, so in addition to the technical competency that really speaks to more of the transactional work that HR professionals engage in, we've got eight supporting behavioral competencies, and those include uh, business acumen, critical evaluation, critical evaluation and consultation. I like to call those our HR business partner cluster. And through our research, we found that our executive, our, our chief human resource officers, found business acumen um, as being the most critical competency uh, to successful performance, not, not, not only for themselves, but for their direct reports. So we haven't seen to date a lot of HR competencies that have been sort of racked and stacked in order of comp competency importance or criticality, but we found through our research that um, different competencies are critical at different levels of your career stage. And so that's really key when you're looking at how you want to develop your HR professionals to be um, not only transactionally sound, but how you build them to be strategic HR business partners to the organization in the future. And the Sherm Elements for HR Success Competency Model really provides a great roadmap for succession planning and for career development, um, no matter where you sit, in a private organization, public organization, small, medium, large organizations, both domestic, U.S., and multinational corporations. Are there any differences that you find that 
either at the level or with a particular competency, more or less is needed in one country or in one industry or in one um, size classification? That's a great question. We find that through our research, this competency model is extremely generalizable. So online, competen yeah, online competencies are both uh, critical and important um, no matter where you're at. So if so you're really working... Flexing. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, if you're working in Brazil or if you're working in China or you're working in India or you're working in the United States, um, the, the competencies apply and can be used by you and your HR team. However, um, before I, I, I say, hey, it's, it's, it's good for everybody um, around the world, because it is, what's interesting is where we actually found some differences um, with respect to what's perceived as important or critical, and we found those at the different career levels. I, that was exactly where I was going next, in that do people um, operate differently across the world at different levels, or is it just that the, the groupings start to evolve and change and you're spending more and less time in, as you evolve through the life cycle? Well, we found that our early, mid, senior, and executive um, HR professionals viewed and value some competencies over others. For example, our early HR professionals found ethical practice, communication, and relationship management as most important or critical for their job success. So looking at all the nine competencies, just those three, ethical practice, communication, and relationship management, were viewed most importantly by our early HR folks. And did if you that look at disappear as they matured in their grouping, or they just added more things, making it seem like it was less important. Well, what we ended up finding is, if you look at higher career levels, or as you start to mm -hmm. see professionals grow, we found that mid-level HR folks found ethical practice again as number one, relationship management, communication. HR technical expertise and consultation as being most important, critical for their for their job success. So not only at, at the mid HR professional level do we find um, ethical practice, relationship management, and communication that we found with earlies. We found additional technical expertise and consultation as emerging critical competencies for mid HR professionals. That makes me feel better because I thought where you were going was saying that those things that I felt were pretty core were going to be of diminished importance as they moved up in their development. But what you're saying is that they're adding additional ones but still retaining that those other pieces are still core. And really your HR technical expertise, you, you build that breadth of knowledge and experience as you grow within your career through on-the-job experience challenging assignments, job rotation, et cetera. So it's, it's not surprising that you see HR technical expertise on the radar as being critical at mid-professional levels. Sure. And we also see that theme carried through at senior and executive levels. We found at senior levels, ethical practice, your technical expertise, relationship management, communication, consultation, Leadership and navigation, business acumen, and critical evaluation were all viewed as important and critical for their job success. That's great. 
And um, was there anything additional that you noticed as they start, at, at, as they move into those most senior roles and their partnership with the, the business and kind of a different perspective that um, they were looking at broader leadership and more partnership and relationship roles and less as a technical expert, or was that technical skill still um, very important? Well, as you see, uh, seniors and executive professionals engaging more across the organization. Um, if you if you look at the uh, HR business partner cluster that I referred to early on, if you mm -hmm. look to look at business acumen, critical evaluation, and consultation, those are the the most critical competencies at higher levels. But the foundation for being a strong HR business partner is your technical expertise. Um, we found through our literature review and, and other research that if you're sound technically, you're more likely to understand how you can um, help the organization through your knowledge of uh, operations, marketing, finance, business administration. You can look at all of that through your HR lens. Um, so you're more likely to make a greater impact at more senior levels because of your technical expertise. And you're also more likely to be the go-to person within the organization because they view you as an expert. That makes a lot of sense. Um, did you find a lot of organizations are implementing this model or similar models as you go around and talk to people in the country? Are they finding that a model is necessary for them to uh, be successful is, um, in, in, in uh, developing that uh, kind of a, a standardized HR competency or capability within organizations? When we partner with, uh, with organizations to do further research, uh, it's rather eye-opening for some organizations because competency modeling has been around since the mid-70s. Um, it's really evolved over time to include technical competencies and behavioral competencies. And I think in the past, and this is just my personal opinion, that a lot of competency models weren't built for implementation. A lot of organizations have competencies that have titles and descriptions, and the descriptions are written essentially in the form of a knowledge statement. Right. So it's really hard to see what success looks like, and that's why you build a competency model. Um, it's what success within that role looks like and how that's tied to the organization's mission and vision. And so when you get to see the, the SHRM Elements for HR Success competency model, you get to actually see what it looks like. It's, it's, it, was so, um, it was built so well that it allows us to implement and to help organizations implement the competencies um, for, their, for their HR department. So as we begin to expose the competency model, the SHRM competency model, to, uh, to more organizations, to more HR professionals, they really see... Um, the robustness uh, within the competency model and, and that it can be more easily implemented. It was also built, just real quick, uh, to, to be complementary to an organization's competency model. So you could have your own competencies and uh, implement SHRM's model for your HR professionals. So you could overlay it, basically, is what you're saying, in a way that you're yep. not having to have, you can have a both-and approach to this rather than having to pick one or pick another. Definitely. It's meant to be complimentary. That's great. And are you finding that organizations feel that it's worthwhile to make the investment in um, e either adopting this or, uh, or um, adding to their current um, competency models, or are they still questioning what the value in, 
you know, in, in detailed competencies are in this, you know, in this state. When I discuss the model with our partners and with the organizations and other individuals who are interested in learning more about the model, uh, what really helps them understand the value and how it can be useful internally for them is how it was built. Um, so not only did we conduct focus groups around the world and nationally, but we also surveyed um, over 100,000 HR professionals globally, and we had a uh, 32,000 respond uh, to tell us about the competency model, how important it was to them. And I think once folks hear about how it was developed and the plans that we have here at SHRM to create toolkits, products, and services uh, to help uh, recruit, select, develop, and retain um, talent, um, that speaks to both transactional work and strategic work for HR, um, then we see folks getting excited about, about how they can implement it. That's great. Do you see that this is another tool that can help kind of create a standard? Almost, you know, I kind of think of some of the other professions, the doctors, the lawyers, the accountants, who have, um, you know, these models and, and ways that they go through. And if you think of, you know, if you talk to somebody in one law firm or another law firm, they, they kind of have, have a secret handshake and a special language about what that means in their profession. Do you see this as a way to build that, to start creating a, a language and a capability within the human resources profession? Yes, I do. Um, I think as this competency model gains more traction, um, it will be the, the go-to model for HR professionals, uh, providing um, a consistent language of what success looks like and how it's going to change over time. What's, what, what's important to note about the competency model is that it will change over time. So as roles and responsibilities change, as the work that changes for HR professionals, so too will the SHRM um, HR competency model. So it will c consistently speak to um, the needs and the roles and responsibilities, the knowledge, skills, abilities, and other characteristics that HR folks need to be successful. That's great. I think that's a huge um, opportunity for people in this profession to, uh, to 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 grab a hold of and be able to say, "Look, you know, this is this really is a way for me to um, advance in my career and have a way to be communicating about that." Especially in smaller organizations where there may only be two or three HR people, they they can have something to point to to their operational um, folks to you know help better educate them. And then in the larger organizations you know, be able to create some level of consistency so that an HR person in one part of the organization is, you know, more in line with what's going on in other parts of the organization, even if it's across the world. That's a that's an exciting development. And and Go we ahead. hope that it also helps uh, with trans transferring your skills, uh, speaking a similar language. So when you leave one position uh, for another, um, our HR professionals will have a general understanding um, of what it takes to be successful and and what you've done in your previous role around the competency model and what you can bring to your new organization and that everybody's on the same playing field. That's great. Um, are you finding that the tool actually, or I'm calling it a tool, but I think I think a lot of times of, of competency models as being tools for organizations <laughs> to use for assessment, for selection, for development, are you finding, I mean, you mentioned earlier that it's a great way to um, help people kind of in a, in a career um, 
a career model and career development places like a with a career ladder type component are are you able to look at this and help um, select or at least identify where somebody might be best positioned as they're taking a new role or as you're trying to build for the succession planning? Mm-hmm. We are, and, and currently uh, we have what we're calling our HR competency assessments under production. Uh, or under development, it'll soon uh, be launched here uh, by the end of June or, or late summer. And it, it's an assessment, it's a self-assessment, a 180-degree and a 360-degree assessment around the competencies. It'll, it'll provide folks with uh, opportunities to identify their strengths, you know, where they're strong and highly proficient on the competencies, and where they have some blind spot or some opportunities for development. Um, so folks can get an idea of, of where they currently stand um, within the competency model, and that will be, and their results will be um, uniquely tailored to training and development opportunities to help bolster their proficiency within a competency where they may need some development. Um, we're also working on an HR effectiveness assessment. Um, it's essentially a tool that can be used by stakeholders or others outside of the HR department to assess how well their HR department is performing. It's uh, aligned to the competency model, and it's also aligned to the body of knowledge. Um, so if you have almost the way that you could create a scorecard for you internally or an assessment, kind of a, a road mapping, if you will, of here's where we are, here's where we'd like to be, and give you, you know, some, at least a, a marker of where you are today and potentially some some suggestions about what you would need to do to get to would be where you want it to be. Exactly, and it's something that an individual can purchase just for themselves, That's or right. it can be uh, you can purchase um, a large sum for organizations to implement across the board for their HR professionals. Um, what's also exciting, and you don't necessarily see every day, is we're embedding the competencies into. Um, uh, selection. So we're creating a behavioral interview guide, which has behavioral interview questions at attached to the proficiency standards at the different career levels, with behavioral anchors and scoring options um, tagged to each question. So that will help both HR professionals and non-HR professionals alike um, more accurately assess um, interview responses to help rack and stack their candidates during a selection process. How do you see the uh, competency model and the associated tools that are being built um, position the HR professional um, as, as we move forward to help organizations really leverage their human capital um, capabilities and create processes and, and structures that can help advance or make their own organizations more competitive? Do you see that there is, is greater alignment with these tools? I hope so, and I think even with the development of the competency model um, in itself, it helps to communicate um, the skills, the competencies that are needed for HR professionals. So HR professionals and non-HR professionals alike, um, you know what to look for if you want your HR professional to be both transactional and strategic. I think this provides that roadmap, and it, it, it provides an insight into um, how HR professionals need to be performing to be successful today. It starts that conversation and it makes it more clear uh, because of the behavioral and proficiency standards that are embedded within the competency. You can really see, you can really see what you're looking for. Um, you can speak to it um, and it allows people to better understand 
uh, each competency and how it relates to their HR professional's performance. I think that's I think that is a really nice um, opportunity to help bridge that conversation between the organization um, and and not that the HR uh, department is not within the organization, but I think so often they, they kind of have two different languages and they think things differently. And if we can start to build a bridge that allows a, a common vocabulary and allows for both um, both sides of the the uh, the organization there to really be thinking about what do we need to build. I mean, people are the assets in so many of the organizations. They're not just an expense. And if we've got a language and we've got a way to be um, developing the competencies within the human resources organization that can then help, you know, create that business solution, especially through the business acumen and some of the mm -hmm. behavioral competencies that you're talking about. I think that's a, it's a huge opportunity for organizations. I want to give you a minute to um, re, uh, restate what the competencies are so we don't uh, lose that as we've uh, gone through the conversation. Great. Yeah, just to recap, we've got nine competencies within the competency model. And the competency model is officially entitled uh, SHRM Elements for HR Success Competency Model. It can be found on the SHRM website uh, for more information, but really, um, in summary, we have one technical competency, HR expertise. We have eight supporting behavioral competencies. So we have that HR business partner cluster, which has business acumen, critical evaluation, and consultation. And we also have uh, four supporting behavioral competencies within what we call our interpersonal cluster, this speaks to relationship management, diversity and inclusion, ethical practice, and communication and leadership and navigation. Um, so it speaks to, again, both the transactional work that HR professionals perform and how they can be more strategic through that HR business partner cluster. Well, Carrie, thank you very much for sharing this with us today. I think this is very exciting, and I think it's a, a wonderful way to help um, those of us who are dealing every day in the human capital arena, especially those who are working day-to-day -day in human resources departments, deal with um, globalization and the speed of things that are happening and not only the government regulations, the compliance side, but also the business side of how to help organizations use their people in the most effective way to produce the results and really be able to advance the profession as we move along. I think this is very exciting, and I look forward to hearing more about this. Well, thank you very much, and uh, Sherm is excited to help advance the HR profession with the HR competency model. Thank you for listening to the second part of the five-part human capital series produced by The Workforce Show, and this is your executive producer, Cynthia Gurn.